Paul Lambert und Karl-Heinz Riele 1 zu 0 für Borussia Dortmund. meine Damen und Herren. Welcome back to another German football podcast and football is almost back in Germany after the, the triumph of the Euros. Uh, nothing, no, nothing against uh, George Robert here. Uh, we, know, we had a good Euros. I think everyone enjoyed it. It was a great time. And uh, I know, George, you got into London a couple of times and got to enjoy yourself. So we can maybe you can maybe say that later when we introduce everyone. But um, uh, now the Euros is over, the league football's coming back. It's Vital League and Dritter League is coming back tomorrow. And then the Bundesliga will be back later on next month. So, how are we doing, guys? Let's let's go through everyone. Ronan, you're back. You're uh, kitted out in Schalke gear. You're ready for Vital League action. How's things? I am. I uh, yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Good to be back. Looking forward to the new season. Not long till it gets back underway again. Seems like just a couple of weeks ago it ended. So summer breaks seems to get shorter every year. Definitely, man. Shorter, shorter, but keeps the football action going, man. But George, how are you doing? Are you good? I've, I've, I tried not to make a jive about the um, the Euros there, but I think I did my best. I did my best. Yeah, I mean, I've come on wearing my England shirt, so um, it's pr- probably what I was expecting. Yeah, I'm good. Um, recording a podcast at 6pm today, uh, not like the, the previous 8am start, which I didn't, didn't quite make last time, but probably less said about that the better but yeah like Rona said very excited for um the Bundesliga to come back and it's fighting just a league coming back um this weekend starting on Friday so it'd be good to get talking about that and uh see what happens yeah definitely I mean it was nice to to, to see you fully on a podcast the last time you did <laughs> sadly miss I mean I think because of that this is the first time you and Ronan have actually been on a podcast together so this, this is this is a momentous occasion and that's what you meant. You wanted a big, uh, epic um, start for the, the new season. That's what. That's why you didn't turn up. That was it. Uh, <laughs> no, no, that's right. Anyway, but, um, Robert, how are we doing, mate? We're now neighbours. Uh, but how's things over across the road? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Thank you. Yeah, it's been nice uh, showing you the ropes in Hamburg. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like Ronan says, it's crazy how it's a reason I feel very long ago that we did the season um, review. I'm not sure I'm really ready for a season preview either. But yeah, congrats to everyone on the new jobs and the uh, uh, magazine as well, Ronan. So it all seems been a very productive summer for all of you while I've been sitting at home. So uh, yeah, it's been <laughs> nice to see everyone again. Yeah, definitely. It's good to see everyone doing well. And um, obviously Colin is not with us today. Uh, he's busy doing some stuff for Nicola Thurgeon, I think. So uh, he'll be back <laughs> on with us next week. Uh, we'll see. He's, he's been a bit busy with a new promotion. So uh, he's, he's going to be quite busy at the moment. But anyway... We'll, we'll, we'll talk some Fortuna Düsseldorf for him just in case. Uh, but like um, Robert kind of touched on there, um, our good friend Fergal at Halfier um, releasing his new issue and George and Colin are both featured on it. Um, so that's going to be interesting. George, what's yours about? Just going to get people interested in getting their subscription down for Halfier. Um, yeah, so my, mine, mine's just about 1860 really. Um, it's a bit of a mix of things. Talking about um, the history of the club, which is obviously... Um, very sort of up and down, um, sort of tracing it right from its beginnings to the sort of interesting situation it finds itself in today. Um, a little bit of my sort of own connection to the club um, and the more sort of off the field stuff, which is much more interesting than a lot of the on field stuff a lot of the time with 1860. Um, 
Yeah, and I know, yeah, just another shout out to Fergal. He really is a, a top man and um everything that goes on at Help Fear is just a really enjoyable read and it's a nice little uh, community that, that they've managed to build. So it's good to be a part of it. A hundred percent. I think he's still our most listened to podcast, shortly followed by yourself, George, with your first one when you came on. Um, just tipping Derek Ray, I mean, you must be tough for that, tough for that one, man. Uh, but yeah, no, get a good shout with um, Fergal, he's a great lad, and uh, I'm sure we'll get him back on at some point as well this season. Uh, but let me just jump into what's going to happen. So, obviously, we'll, we'll speak some Bundesliga, but I think we should probably stick, stick the focus onto the, the Zweite League and a wee bit onto the Dritte League as well. But just thinking about the, the Zweite League starting, uh, first of all, you know, this weekend you've got the, the, the huge match between uh, Schalke 04 and Hamburg Esval. Um, Ron, I'll come to you first, mate. That's, it's, it's an absolute killer game to start us off on Friday, and um, it looks like it's going to be a mouth-watering tie to get us going. Yeah, it does. It's probably two of the, the main teams you'd expect to be up the top of the table come the end of the season, so be a good kind of way to see how things are going to pan out as the season goes ahead, kind of a good starting point, a kind of marker to see where both teams are at, so probably be pretty evenly matched and I'm sure you'll be looking forward to it yourself as well. Yeah, no, 100%. I think it's just one of those games that either team, no matter what comes from this result, it's, you maybe will see what we're going to expect from them this season, just because both teams are mainly completely different from what they were last year as well, so I think it's going to be a really interesting one to kick us off because, um, I mean, uh, George, bring you in there. I mean, we've, we've looked at this right to the league. We've talked about it last season, about how this season's going to be, what, probably the most exciting league in Germany. I know you're a big lover of the Dritte Liga, but you've got to admit that this Vital Liga this year is going to be amazing. With all the clubs that's in it, it's surely not going to disappoint. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, there's some uh, there's some really uh, huge clubs in there um, and Ingolstadt. Um, so, uh yeah, it's really exciting, especially when it was getting towards the end of the season last year, and the week we're starting to see how the the Spice Liga was starting to line up with the clubs that were potentially going to go up and those that were coming down. Um, and it's it's really good as well that um, with the home fans coming back in, and I think starting starting with five percent of the away fans moving up to ten percent of away fans will be in um, for the Spice Liga matches. So some really exciting away days to look forward to for a lot of a lot of people in Germany, and hopefully. Yeah, in the course of time from, from people from outside of Germany as well. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've all been advocating for getting everyone back over to Germany and uh, getting to see some games. I know myself and Rob are a wee bit lucky with that. Actually, living in Germany at the moment, so we'll get to, if we can get tickets for games, we'll be able to go uh, to games. So that's um, that'll be really exciting. Uh, but is there any games this week, um, Robert, that you're, apart from probably the, the highlighted one that we mentioned, you know, the Schalke-Hamburg uh, game's probably the biggest. Is there any this game you're at... Uh, any games this week you're actually looking forward to uh, to getting into seeing? Um, not particularly. <laughs> uh, um, no, I reckon. I think uh, to be honest, I don't really know many other fixtures other than uh, Hamburg uh, against Schalke on Friday. But I think St. Pauli are playing Kiel, um, so I'm gonna, I'm going to go for that one because obviously St. Pauli ended the season really well, but I've lost quite a few people over the summer. And I reckon Holstein Kiel, <laughs> I think probably half the league are dark horses. They could definitely be because they've haven't really lost many of their many of their players, and they seem to have strengthened well. So I think that'll be a good sort of starting point for both teams. Obviously, a relatively uh, local game, not too far to travel for either sets of fans. Mm-hmm. 
Um, do you do you think that the Ronan Jink you can see already, like we've mentioned, like all three of us have actually mentioned how difficult it's going to be. Do you think you can see a clear winner yet? Can you see a clear team that's going to struggle yet? Is there anyone that's kind of sticking out to you in either end of the table so far? Uh, I like, I think we spoke about last season how it was kind of inevitable that Schalke were going to go down and that they kind of had the chance to prepare for this. And I think they're the recruitment kind of shows that I like some of the additions like Taroda, obviously we spoke about him and how good he is at this level. He stays fit, he guarantees you 15, 20 goals plus tonight. Marius Bulter for Union is also a pretty shrewd signing. Uh, I was quite surprised that Union let him go, to be honest. I thought he was pretty good for them. So I'd probably say Schalke are the main standouts at the moment. Mm. Anyone near the bottom that you're kind of thinking that might, might struggle again from last season or any of the teams that came up? Um, do you think they'll, they'll struggle to, like, you know, an Ingolstadt, Rostock or Dresden? Any of them, do you think, might not make the cut? If I say Ingolstadt, I think George might smile. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> so I that's uh, Ingolstadt for Ronan. Well, wait, uh, same, same kind of question to you, George, actually. I spoke around with three of us, what you're kind of thinking. Is, uh, are you in a similar mindset to, to Ronan? Are you thinking that the Schalke is going to come down and uh, they have prepared themselves? For it, um, I, I want to see which I want to ask which team you think will struggle. But I'm assuming you're going to say Ingolstadt, uh, just because of what happened in that unfortunate relegation playoff. But yeah, uh, what's what's your teams that you're thinking that pop out to you just now? Yeah, we don't we don't speak about that that one particular match. But um, yeah, in terms of in terms of the teams at the top, I think obviously Schalke is the main standout. But you're always a little bit cautious to uh, put too much weight of expectation on on Schalke. I mean, um. Bremen, despite the fact they didn't go down as the bottom sides, I feel kind of went down in a more dramatic fashion um, in the way they just completely uh, just lost all of their form towards the end of the season. And you you hope that that sort of spiral doesn't continue into the um, into the Spider-Boards Liga um, and that they're able to sort of put a stop to that. But um, in terms of the, the teams that have come up, um, I think Dresden will be really strong. Um I mean, two seasons ago, they went down in fairly um, unfortunate circumstances and they looked by far the strongest team in the Drift Liga last year and built a lot of good momentum um, and have strengthened um, fairly impressively as well. And you think with their fans back in the stadium, there'll be a, they, sh- they could potentially be a bit of a dark horse in the in the Svites Liga. Um, the same with Rostock as well. I think it's like what I was saying for... A lot of the, a lot of last season, they really built their team on being um, really solid at the back and sort of building from there, sort of scraping a uh, one one nils, two ones. Um, uh, Kolka, the goalkeeper, was by far the standout keeper in the Drita Liga last year, um, and a really impressive um, back four, which was evidenced by my team of the season having f- four Rostock players in the back four, including the goalkeeper. Um, so I think they'll be all right. Um, Ingolstadt to finish bottom for me, um, even if they had been impressive in their transfers or anyone that they'd or their their preseason, I think they deserve to go down. To be honest, um, so yeah. All big fans of um, Ingolstadt <laughs> no fear on this podcast, clearly. Um, Robert, what are you thinking? Are you going to be a are you going to be nice to the the Aldistat, um team, or are you going to have a similar opinion to the lads here? No, they they rejected me from an internship. So I, in fact, the hate burns. If anything, a bit more stronger. Um, there we go. Okay. But I ended I ended up at Union Berlin, so all all's well ends well. Um, 
I want I was thinking today for me there's there's no real clear favorite um I mean when, when you look at the betting odds it seems like Schalke and Bremen are a bit further forward and then Haas foul sort of the the top three but I really think this could be um a chance for a um a sort of dark horse to come well as as, as there always is in the title Bundesliga um yeah, and particularly because of the way that Schalke and Bremen got relegated so um, so badly, and well, yeah, so so in such bad form towards the end of the season. We've talked before about how it's hard to turn that around, to go from losing so often to then having to win. Um, but I would say for me, Bremen are the are the one favourite if I had to pick one out. And in terms of going down, I feel like Paderborn could be a bit of an option there because obviously they've lost. They've lost Baumgart, they've lost Sean Lau to Haas-Fau, Antwi Adjei, Vasiliadis and Furish. And they've got Kwasni, Kwasniak, I think his name is, mm-hmm. the manager from who was at Saarbrücken, who was possibly a bit untested at this level. Um, so yeah, that would be my pick for possibly someone who might who might surprisingly be lower down the table. Um, what's your prediction for Haas-Fau for this season, Roy? I think it just depends on how the team gel together because everything seems a bit new about the place at the moment. And I think that with uh, the new manager coming in as well, Tim Valter, um, changing captain as well, uh, like you said to Sean Lau, someone mentioned that earlier. I think it could make be, take them a wee bit to, to get into the season. But I, I generally think a club like Hajjabal will benefit from the fans being back in. Um, I think that may be something this season that they'll benefit from. So. Uh, we, it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, obviously, I'd love to see them do well this season uh, to enjoy my time even more. Uh, but I, 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 I agree with you. I don't think there's a clear favourite at the moment. Um, Paderborn's an interesting one. I think losing Furich as well uh, was a massive loss the other day uh, to Stuttgart. Um, and I don't know, players like Felix Prater coming in, um, Hartman coming from Leipzig is untested. A lot of these players don't really seem like... They're going to they're going to make an impact to Father Bonas. That's a good show that I'd never thought about. Um, I I've I've got a funny feeling with um, uh, Hanover, and I've got a funny feeling with they're not going to win the league, but I've got a funny feeling St. Housen might do okay this season. I just think the recruitment they made is really good, and we'll come on to that when we get into the transfer stuff uh, just after this. And but I, I I think their transfer has been probably one nearly one of the best in the league this season when you look at who they're brought in. Um, so it could be an interesting one, but I do agree. I think Ingolstadt will be the one that really, really struggled. They've brought no one in at all, um, and they weren't like George. Can I? You mentioned a lot. They didn't properly impress last season in the Drittliga. So if you're not pressing in the Drittliga, you're not going to do well in this Vitaliga without making big uh, changes uh, there. So I think it could be interesting. I, honestly, I think it's going to be such an exciting uh, Vitaliga season this year. Um, I think we'll end up talking about Vitaliga a lot more uh, than we did last year. Um, obviously, the Bundesliga is going to be exciting when it does come out, but uh, for just now, I think this Vital League is going to be really exciting. Um, so, I mentioned transfers there. Is there any couple that can I stick out to do you guys? Let's go around you all. I mean, you can mention a few more if you want. Uh, we just said beforehand it could be just a couple that can I stick out, like they might be the impact. For instance, like I mentioned there, see if you look at Sandhausen, see some of the players they've actually brought in, it's definitely going to one benefit them. Um, and two, they, they, they're a decent um, level for his Vital League as well. You know, you've got Pascal Testero coming in from Awa, uh, which um, who was at Paderborn last season, Agini from uh, Osnabrück, all right, they got relegated, uh, Diakati from Braunschweig as well. I think um, Suku from um, Bielefeld's a big signing as well. I think he'll thrive at a team like Sandhausen. He's that type of player who, if he's in a good team, he won't really 
show is the best, but see if he's on a weaker side. I think he'll be a player who kind of stands out a bit more. So I'd love to see him this season. I don't know. Um, I think um, you'll you'll know more about these kind of players as well. But like Arnie Seeker from Duisburg and Carlos Sickinger from uh, Kaiserslautern as well. Um, George, they looked like players that could make the step up as well. I think it's a really good um, transfer business from Santos in this season. I think I don't think they're going to struggle uh, as badly as they did. Famous last words. Uh, but every year we've been talking about Santos and is that team that's going to just just beat the drop, just beat the, the relegation playoffs. But that's a really interesting transfer window there. Um, so we'll go around the rest of us. Rodan, which any you picked up from the, the Zweite Liga uh, that could be big standards? I know you already mentioned to Roda, the Zweite Liga football got, the Zweite Liga Lewandowski, but is there anyone else you've thought about? Um, probably, I remember Heidenheim when they had their good run a couple of years ago and Kleindienst was a massive part of it. And now he's back. I think that could be really push them on. I think he was there on loan for like the second half of last season. He scored like 11 goals in, in 15 games. So having him, I think they had a, a stronger second half to the season as well. Uh, so I think he'll make a, a big difference for them. And in terms of just like being a kind of Bremen fan as well, just I think there's still a couple of players like, I'm quite surprised that they've managed to keep a hold of the likes of Augustinsen, Bettencourt and Eggestein so far. I wouldn't be surprised if they were to leave before the, the window ends, but I don't think they've really replaced Gebre Selassie at right back yet, unless they may be planning on playing in bomb at wing back, where what he did a couple of times last year. But I think maybe expect to see a couple more coming at Bremen. But yeah, Kleindienst was the, the main one at Heidenheim for me. Yeah, being a, a Bremen sympathiser, do you worry about the lack of maybe big name signings that they've brought in? They've not really brought anyone else in. And like you said, they've still got big name players like Bittencourt, but Bittencourt's too good for his wife league, surely. Um, and all these other players. I just think it's going to be difficult for Bremen this year based on what their transfer window's been like so far, or do you still think that they will be up there? I'm still optimistic that they'll be up there, but if they were to end up finishing, I don't know, like sixth or seventh or whatever, it wouldn't be overly surprising, mm-hmm. especially in the manner that they went down as well. Uh, change of manager towards the end of the season don't think that really made a difference at all really so I don't know, it's, they're kind of in a bit of a transitional sort of period I suppose but I don't know if it's bringing in new players that'll be the biggest benefit perhaps it's just keeping hold of the key players that they've got that I mentioned earlier like Selgesteinson, Bittencourt, Eggestein, Froekrug, Josh Sargent those type of players that'll mm-hmm. probably be the, the main standouts at, at that level Defensively, they're quite sound at centre-back with who they've got at the moment, but other than that, I think there's still a couple of players like, possibly, especially if they're going to lose a couple in the process. Definitely. What about yourself, George? Uh, who are you thinking that kind of stands out for you that's came in so far? Obviously, Cancelon has not closed yet, uh, but who does it stick out for you? Yeah, well, um, when we said we were going to talk about this, I thought, right, I'll, um, I'll, I'll pick one player from each of the top three leagues, but Ended up actually picking one player from the top three leagues and the regular league. I'll go into that. But oh, wow. in terms of Bundesliga, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, I need I need a pay rise on here. Um ah. no, so in terms of in terms of Bundesliga, um I've gone for uh Lucas and Metscher um to Wolfsburg, yeah. um announced uh, last Friday, I think it was. Um Quite an interesting um, sort of case with him, obviously, because he was at Wolfsburg, left Wolfsburg in uh, January of last year. Um, 
he did an interview with Kicker this week where he was saying that um, he basically didn't get on with Oliver Glasner. I think his exact words were, you could say that we weren't the best of friends. Um, but the new the new manager's come in, Mark van Bommel, and apparently he's uh, he's been speaking to him on the phone a lot to, to convince him, especially after he finished top scorer at the under-21 Euros, which he won with Germany. Um, so they've, they've brought him in from Man City. Um, also quite interesting because he played for all the England um, youth setups before moving to Germany under-21 level, similar to Jamal Musiala. Um, he was he was actually born in in Hamburg. Um, I found out in my research, but um, that'll be interesting. Uh, his brother Felix also signed for um, Wolfsburg today, also from City. Um, but the interesting thing for me about this is that City have put a uh, a buyback clause in his contract, um, which um, I think might be a bit unsettling for for some for the few Wolfsburg fans out there. Um, especially because he actually played in the same team with the same youth teams with Sancho um, at City. So it'd be interesting to see how that works out. But um, it, I also saw in his, his interview, he was talking about how he wanted to sort of learn from Veghorst as like a proper um, number nine playing through the middle um, as a sort of target man. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be really interesting to see how he, how he develops there. I think he's only 21 now. He's got 18 goals at Anderlecht last year. Um, so that's my Bundesliga one, and then I'll go through the others quite quickly. Um, in Colin's absence, I've gone for um, Dusseldorf signing um, Szymanowski, Niklas Szymanowski. They signed from um, Zabuken, um in May. Uh, for me, he was probably the most talented player um, in the Bundesliga last year. Um, yeah, 15 goals, 10 assists um, in a newly promoted side at the age of just 23. He's really quite impressive. Um He's a winger that sort of plays on both sides, but seems to score all of his goals um, through the middle. Um, he's already got some side of Bundesliga ex experience um, with Vejn Wiesbaden. Um, so you'd like, to, although he didn't actually score any goals, I think it was 23 games, no goals, but hope you'd like to think of a bit more experience um, and a few goals in a set under his belt that you can um, do well at Fortuna for, for Colin. Um, and then um, I'll just quickly do my Dress Liga one, which is um, Mike Wunderlich leaving um, Victoria Köln after uh, 11 seasons there to go to um, Kaiserslautern at the age of 35. Um, you know, was in this fight of Bundesliga as a quite young player and was uh, battling some mental health issues to drop down to the Oberliga where, where Victoria Köln were at the time and scored 113 goals in 196 regional league games um so a bit of bit of a uh, bit of a hero of the regional league around the dritter league because uh, he actually won the regional league vest with um Kaiserslautern's current coach um Marco Antwerpen. um so because Kaiserslautern they drew i think it was 19 games last season not 38 which is quite frankly ridiculous so with um, him to compliment um, Hoot up front, you'd think that that might be able to help them uh, push a lot higher up the table than they should be, really. Um, and just a tiny little shout-out to uh, Zlatko Janic, who's left SCFL to go to um, Broadweiss Essen. He's, I think he's 35 or 36 now as well. Um, so, he, yeah, he scored 14 goals at Fell last year, and he's dropped down to hopefully finally get Broadweiss Essen back into... The professional league, so yeah, good guy.
That was beautiful. That was lovely. I loved that. I, just, <laughs> I got a whole run, didn't you? Uh, Robert, so who's your um, sign of the season for the Landis Liga? George is coming the rest of the league. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that was good. Um, what, about, what, what, yeah, what do you actually think, Robert? What's your, can I, you can you can jump in my Bundesliga and just Liga 1 as well if you've got any. <laughs> or you can just stick to your right to Liga 1. But um, what are you thinking? Yeah, how do I follow that? I've gone for two side of Bundesliga 1s. <laughs> I've gone for Steven Skripsky at Kiel because as always, I have to go for a, a former Union player for one of my tips because last year I think I tipped uh, Joshua Mies to come down from Union do well at Kiel, which maybe, <laughs> maybe or maybe not. Um, but I feel like he was he was really excellent in um, uh, in Union's when he was at Union. Skripsky and improved season for season. Didn't really quite get an opportunity at Schalke, his his boyhood club, who he supported since he was a boy. Um, but is is really dangerous and showed that he can uh, score goals and assist at this level. And my other one would be Kirk at Hanover, because um, especially how well he started last season and from dead ball situations, he didn't, uh, particularly in the first half of the season, he was good for Osnabrück, but sort of fell away a bit when he needed him most. So it's interesting to see in a team that probably be uh, in in and around the promotion battle, how he does and whether he still can contribute goals and assists. So those are my two. Definitely, I think if I have to pick a Bundesliga one, just while we're at it, I think um, Frankfurt signing of uh, Rafael Sant- uh, Santos on a free signing is unreal. I don't know how they managed it, especially replacing. Audrey Silva, unfortunately, um, making his way over to the east of Germany and going to Leipzig, which is quite disappointing. Uh, for I can say, because I quite like I quite like Andre Silva. He's a he's a he's a great he's a great player. He was a great he was a great player. Uh, but no, I think that'll be a really good um, that'll be a really good um, replacement for him. I think what fifty six goals, one hundred fifty appearances um, at River Plate um, in four years. I think that's a really good uh, signing for them. I was actually going to pick in a Hanover signing as well. I mean, I know I, I went all over um, Sandhausen and had a bit of a, a loving with them earlier, but like I think Hanover picked up a couple of good signings as well, like you said there with uh, uh, Kirk and um, who's the other one? Sorry, uh, Sebastian Storitzer from uh, Regensburg as well. I think he's a player that could maybe take a step up into a better team. Uh, sorry, Dennis, uh, but like make that step up into like a. a a more rounded team that could actually do something next year, considering how poor they were last year. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how um, Hanover kind of they go forward with that as well. So we'll move on from the the transfer uh, roundup. There, we'll go into more detail when all the transfers actually finish up and the transfer windows closed. If there's any more big transfers to come through, but we'll cross over to our just the league correspondent George Balakrishna, um, who's going to give us an update on. And we preview for the Drift League this season. What's going to be the most exciting thing this season, George? Obviously, is 1860, are they going to finally get promotion? Are they going to be t- uh, nipped by the Zebras again towards the end of the season? They opened the, the league uh, against Osnabrück away. Uh, but, and you go, let us go, because if we spoke about the Drift League for a long time, I think we would struggle to find a lot of things to talk about. We're not as uh, socially aware as you are, uh, shall we say. Uh, so, on you go. Yeah, no, cheers for that. Um, but don't you think it'll be the Zebras um, battling 1860 to go up? Um, in fact, it's sort of, it, it makes me quite worried. I've seen a few things uh, recently in terms of the betting odds and things on Twitter suggesting that 1860 seemed to be the, uh, the leading candidate to, to finally achieve the Aufstieg. But um, 
which puts the players in quite an interesting position because last season, at the start of last season, 1860 were largely tipped to go down or to be near, near the bottom. Um, and obviously they all sort of played out of their skin and didn't really have many poor performances at all. Uh, and it was only really in the last few games of the season that the expectation was there for them to go up, at which point the performances did actually drop off um, quite noticeably. Um, and we all know how that ended. Um, so I don't actually really make them favourites, but I'm not entirely sure um, who I would make favourites. I mean, one of the one of the relegated teams, probably not Wurzburg, but Braunschweig could probably be in, in of a good shout. Um, but I think just in terms of 1860, the main thing is that somehow we've managed to keep hold of all of our key players, um, especially with um, um, Dennis Dressel not um, going to Darmstadt. Um, which was sort of in the pipeline for a while. Um, Torsten Liebknecht, the um, Darmstadt manager, said, I think it was even today or yesterday, that it would have been nice um, to sign him, but it hasn't really worked out in the end. So we've kept um, hold of him and our other good young players, um, such as Hiller, the goalkeeper, Belkahia, who's one of the best centre-halves in the se- in the league last season. Um, obviously, Mulder's staying for another year, Lex, Neudecker, um, etc. So, and we've brought in some good signings as well. Um, Deichmann, um, the midfielder from Lübeck, uh, brought in Bar for, Bear from Braunschweig and uh, Golden from Nuremberg. So, strengthened well and not lost too many keep, not lost any good players. Um, so we're in a good position. It just comes down to how we're going to deal with the pressure of probably being the the favourites in the league. Um, but I'm sure our more, our more spider Bundesliga correspondents will tell us more, but um, probably two of the three teams that have come down will probably be looking to, to bounce straight back again, perhaps. But some of the dark horses will probably include um, Magdeburg, who are a club that I've said many a time that are far too big to be in the Trisliga Liga um, in terms of fan base and history and um, stadium and everything. Um, they... They only finished 11 last, 11th last season, uh, put largely down to the fact they had a, ter- they had a terrible Hinrunder. But um, since the since around Christmas and the start of the Rookrunder, uh, sort of thanks in no small part to the arrival of Christian Titz, um, the, the manager, um, and Barris Attic coming in as a free agent, having been at Dalesen beforehand, um, um, they, they sort of had a terrific Rookrunder, finished as probably the full form team in the Drizzle Liga. So... Um, they'll be one to watch, especially having retained the services of Attic, um, or they have lost their keeper um, to Darmstadt, actually. Um, and Kaiserslautern probably be the, the other sort of dark horse, another another huge, huge club. Um, like I said, they've brought in Wunderlich as well. Um, they've uh, and they've also managed to keep uh, Felix Goetze on loan again from Augsburg. Um, is really interesting creative midfielder, um, a strengthened in defence as well. Um, and like I said earlier, it will be a question of turning all those draws they had last season um, into victories, and they could be um, they could be ones to contend. But honestly, as with the as always is with the Drizzt Liga, you there's so many different things at play with the types of teams that come up, the types of teams that come down. Um, sort of various um, sort of sporadic influxes of money. Um, you never know what's going to happen, but 
Um, so I can't really give you an answer of who I want to go up or who I think will go up because I'm sort of, uh, I don't want to jinx anything. What do you think about the, the four teams that came up? You know, you've got the two Zvai teams coming up. Uh, you just got rid of one, which the one you really want to get rid of. Uh, <laughs> and there's been another one. The other two came back up with uh, Freiburg and Beval Bay. And you've also got um, Victoria Berlin making an appearance and Piers Val Havels. Havels? Havels, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, what, what Have you got any expectations for them? Or do you think there'll be teams that... Are you, are you worried about the Zvai teams, for instance? Because you've seen what Zvai teams can do in the Dritta Liga. They can finish higher than everyone imagines they could. Yeah, I mean, um, didn't really want to talk about the the, the Zvai teams too much. Um, but I think the thing with uh, Dortmund especially is the, the way they, they definitely last season in the regional league vest but were um, playing players like Knauf and Tigers um, who have got even Champions League experience under their belt, which was supremely unfair. So it's a question of how many of their sort of sort of fringe first team players they choose to um, they choose to implement in the Dritta Liga. I'm not sure it'll actually be that good for development as we've spoken about before. Um, but I suppose the the, mo the most interesting thing between the two Schweizer Liga teams, as Colin pointed out, actually, is that um, Freiburg's Schweiz will be playing at the Schwarzwaldstadion. Um, so anyone is looking for a for a nice trip over to Germany, um, be able to still be able to go to the Schwarzwaldstadion with Freiburg moving to their new um, stadium. Um, in terms of the other two teams, Victoria Berlin and Tesfuk Havelse, it's interesting with Victoria because the way that the Regionalliga Nord uh, Nordost um, sort of ended, they haven't actually played a competitive match since October twenty twenty. I think they only played about 11 games in their league before it was uh, um, cancelled. Um, so they've they've come up and they will be playing in the um, Friedrich Ludwig Jahn Sportpark, which is where BFC Dynamo play. Um, there was a period of time where they were planning on playing in the Olympiastadion. Um, so the, 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 yeah, the Sportpark is quite um, iconic little stadium um, in Berlin. Um, they're moving away from Lichterfeld, where they usually play. Um, and a similar thing with Havelser, they're actually, as far as I'm aware, they're playing in um, Hannover's Exo-Neutzig Stadium, which will be um, really interesting. I did, I did see that they're only putting the fans in like the, the top uh, terrace, which would be quite funny to watch on TV, so it looks like no one's there. Um, but yeah, I actually watched their uh, promotion game against Schweinfurt because I was quite hoping that Schweinfurt would come up as a Bavarian team. Um, yeah, I can't pretend to know too much about Havelser. I know they're larger in amateur sides, a bit like how Fell got promoted last year. But I think just like a kind of how outlined there, the main thing I find interesting about the teams that are promoted is kind of just where they play, their little um, interesting stories they've got. So in terms of just sort of the sort of cultural aspect of, um, of the German football, if you ever get a chance to go to any of those teams, it seems like probably maybe if you're looking to go to Hanover, going to the HDI stadium might not be the same thing, but yeah, just uh, quite a few um, good days out in the pipeline with, the, with those teams coming up. That was a, that was a, that was a lovely Adrift League review there from George, even getting some regional Liga stuff in there with the, the new teams coming up as well, but um, I'm sure the Drift League is going to be a really exciting year again. Uh, I'll be interested to see what happens, and like George says, I think 1860 have been given a lot of uh, tips this season if the team to go up. We don't want to jinx them for George, because I feel like every time we talk about them, something bad happens. Uh, especially that time when you were getting so excited about them being 
drawn with Duisburg and then or Duisburg drawn with Dynamo Dresden and then as soon as you say that they scored the goal that was probably my favourite part of the whole of last year's podcast uh, but yeah. <laughs> it wasn't my favourite part no definitely not definitely not but uh, hopefully AD60 do good for you but what we'll, we'll move on before we end up with our usual quiz which will be hosted by the lovely Ronan this time um, we will talk about the What's going on with the TV deals in the UK at the moment? Because it's a bit of a sticky matter at the moment, Ronan, but we don't know what's going to happen. Is Vita Liga, Bundesliga going to be shown on British TV next year? Uh, it'll be a shame if it's not, but it just doesn't look like it at the moment, does it? The deal was ended with BT and nothing... You think you think something would have been in place already, wouldn't you? But um, what's your thoughts on it? It's a bit of an interesting topic at the moment, especially for the UK viewers of Bundesliga or German football in general. Oh, well, for me, obviously, what, trying to watch it in the UK, it's pretty disappointing. It's kind of the same story as what happened with the, the Scottish game when it ended on BT. I think the Scottish stuff had a like a kind of a bigger sort of production on, on BT than the German side of things. But I think German stuff had a lot of potential on BT, and it's just disappointing to see that there's nothing in place to watch it. Probably just have to find some dodgy streams for the time being. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's such a shame, isn't it? Like, um, so it may be a shame to see what happens. Um, Robert, what's your thoughts on it? It's, it's obviously we are both living in Germany at the moment, so we don't have this issue. <laughs> we are covered by Sky and the Zone this year, uh, but and other platforms like Magenta TV and stuff. But it'll be disappointing if it doesn't get picked up by anyone. Yeah, hugely. I imagine BT are waiting out for their budget on the Scottish Lowland League. I reckon that's what they're spending the, the Bundesliga budget on. But uh, um, no, like you said, I haven't really been following it too closely because uh, I'm sort of with Sky. But then on the other hand, like you said, there's a new German rights deal and the zone have got about half the games, I think, all yeah. the games on Friday and Sunday. So that'll be interesting. Not sure if I'll, if I'll get the zone or not. But yeah, something we've talked about a lot, really. It's so disappointing. You feel like the... Um, there's huge potential within the, not just the Bundesliga with the title Bundesliga as well and a lot of my friends from home in the UK they sort of know about sort of Dortmund and Bayern Munich and that's about it and there's just so many interesting stories and fan culture and that kind of thing so I think personally there'll probably only be a deal for the Bundesliga and they forget about the title Bundesliga because you've seen in previous years on BT Sport their coverage has been pretty poor. I mean, like the, the commentators, not even knowing like basic German pronunciation and like pretty much, all, although it was good for me whilst I was at Haas Foul, pretty much only having like the big teams on um, when there's so, so many other interesting stories. So um, I'm not holding my breath, but um, hopefully for people like Ronan and obviously everyone back in the UK who's representing the Bundesliga, hopefully something gets sorted soon. Yeah, I think as well with it, I think, when the Bundesliga was the first like major league back from lockdown, I think everyone tuned into that. I think it was Dortmund Schalke was the first game. I think that got a massive UK viewership onto the Bundesliga. So it's a shame they're not gonna like pursue it or try and build on it from, from what happened back then. Yeah, definitely. I think we're getting to a stage where the La Liga has kind of lost its whole Ronaldo and Messi like vibe around it. And it's kind of not as like I don't think in the UK that's as looked at as well as maybe the Bundesliga. I think the the outside, especially in Scotland, I think outside of the Premier, the, the Scottish Premier League and then the English Premier League, Bundesliga is the next one that most people will maybe talk about. Uh, the the clubs that they'll maybe mention more. 
Um, like you said, Robert, sometimes you do find a lot of people won't know anything else apart from the, the two the two or three big clubs in Germany. But you look at the game on Friday, Schalke against Hasfau, like why is that not? Why would that? Why would you not want that to be on your TV? That like what else is on that day that's um, going to rival that? Um, is there going to be a Premier Sports Cup match uh, in Scotland? You know, like it's kind of I don't know. It just doesn't really make sense. So what we, I mean, we we we're just talking. We know nothing about this kind of situation. Uh, we don't know if there's, there's going to be anything that um, could happen, like could change its mind or anything. But for me, it's just disappointing. Um, maybe not as disappointing as for Ronan and Colin. Obviously, Colin won it. I, I'd imagine Colin would have a big voice on this one. He's a he's a big advocate of down in the beast with BT's coverage uh, last season. So I think he'll be he'd have had a good uh, a good gab on this one. But for us, I think we just need to hope that for the best. Uh, there will actually be German coverage next year in the UK, or uh, otherwise a lot of people are really going to miss out. Uh, and Ronan and Colin will be using our VPNs for uh, watching all the games next year, <laughs> and George as well, actually. But um, so we'll, we'll we'll finish up there. I think we've kind of spoken a lot for just for the first one, just to get back into it. Uh, we'll speak more Bundesliga when that comes back. But um, why don't we kick us off, Ronan? You're going to kick us off with a, a quiz to start off the the new season. Um, so I'll let you away with it. We'll see how it goes. I've got a Schweiter Liga themed quiz. It's related to summer transfers as well. So I've got a list in front of me of the top 10 most expensive Schweiter Liga transfer sales. So I'll just kind of <laughs> guess between yourselves, get as many as you can. Like try and get obviously all ten as a team, but whoever gets the most individually can claim the back the bragging rights, I suppose. As in, like most expensive out of the title ones, like been sold or like the most yeah, expensive. Yeah, been sold. Yeah. Oh. There we go. So you have a maximum of ten minutes to get these ten players. So I'll let you go. What do you mean of all time, like not this summer. Yeah, all time. Yeah, I think oh. the earliest one as an early clue is two thousand seven eight. That's the earliest one. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, right, so I've got a wee, I've got, I don't, this might be absolute rubbish because I can't remember how much he went for but uh, Drexler went from Kiel to Bromby did he not or a team in Denmark and I'm assuming it might be in for a bit of money so I'm going to get I'm going to go with Drexler for first guess nope okay never mind he must have went for absolutely nothing might be a long 10 minutes <laughs> yeah I'm kind of hoping Robert like, there's big players in here I'll really? go for if well, is it all right? I'll go for up. Jan Thies up. Hmm. Nope. No. As a um, he's, he's, he's stealing living by the way. Teams who've like just been relegated and then their best player goes elsewhere. Ah, okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh... Two of them are this summer. Two of them are this summer. Oh, um, went to Norwich. Um, yeah, oh. the Kosovan guy. Milo, Milo yeah. Rashica. Rashica. Rashica, yeah. Rashica, there's one. Okay. Even if he plays Vital Liga. Okay. Um, oh, and uh, McKenney? Yeah, that's the other one. Oh, fuck, yeah. Oh, but oh, I thought and I was that's, thinking. That's, that's, that. that's, that's confusing. Uh, was he technically on? Did he technically go on, on loan to Juve before? Yeah, he, yeah, he was still on, 
option to oh, buy. But okay. Okay. We're on the transfer mark list, so. <laughs> um, maybe think of anyone who made the step up. Is there any? How many are to Bundesliga clubs? Um, how many are what? Sorry. Bundesliga clubs. What that they've moved to? Yeah. Five. Five. Okay. So I'd like to announce the end of the German football podcast because we all know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> Roy, there's two big cologne sales here. I know, that's what I'm trying to think of the big cologne ones. Modest to China? Yes, he's second, 26 mil. Yeah. Oof. Who was the first? Oh, wait, we guessed the first yet? No. Oh, that wasn't McKenna? Fuck. McKenna, sorry. McKenna. McKenna's fourth. I don't. I know there's another big cold one. Did Podolski leave after? He... Yep, Podolski's oh, one. Yeah. Oh yeah. When he went to Arsenal. Yeah, Arsenal was right. Like a shit. How much was that? Um, thirteen and a half million. Not bad. Okay, so we've got four. And Robert's yep. best three, and I've got one. <laughs> it's been a long summer. Can I, can I ask a question? Do, do any of them do any of them currently play in the German national team now? Goretzka? Nope. Kramer? Kramer when he was at Bochum to Gladbach, no? Kevin, no. Kevin Forland? No. Oh. Uh, nope. I could have thought this off an easy one, man. Fucking spin. What were you boiled here? You're four minutes in. How long do you want to keep going for? I don't, I don't, we'll see how it goes. If we don't get any of them soon, we'll stop. Um, Can you give like, any more years or anything like that? So the most expensive one was 31.5 million after a famous World Cup in 2019-20. Oh, Pavard. Yeah, Pavard. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Oh. So we've got half of them. That's actually not that bad. It's just taking this time. <laughs> Are they all quite recent now? Yeah, there's the, well, there's one from 2007-8, and then other than that, the oldest one is 16-17. Is the 07-8 one Novakovic? No, from Cologne, no. no. Okay. I think if Cologne players, they'd be worth a lot of money. There's no Cologne players left, is there? No. Oh, okay, I guess Cologne players Right. After another minute of us looking like we don't know anything, tell us the teams that they left from, or the teams they went to. I don't know what you decide. All right. Did um did did, did did Tony did Tony Rudiger get relegated with Stuttgart or Hertha? No. Yeah. No, there's a few yeah. Stuttgart ones on there. Gomez. Nope. Kimmich? You was my Kimmich? Nope. 
to Rodder? No. Nah. Did he always work for free, did he not? Probably, yeah. worth, worth the money. Okay, how many we get left for? Um, five. Fellas, <laughs> give us some clues. Give us some clues. Right, so the first one plays for Germany right now. He, uh, he went from Stuttgart to Leipzig. And he has since left Leipzig. Werner. And he's in the national team. Werner. Yep, Timo Werner. Stuttgart to Leipzig in 16-17 for 20 mil. Really? Wow. Okay, next. Um, currently with moved to Schalke from Stuttgart. Defender still at Schalke just now. 13 and a half million. Was involved in transfers last season as well. Blasphemous. Oh, Kabak. Yeah, Kabak. Then the next one is from Stuttgart to Hamburg, 2016-17, now plays with Frankfurt. Oh, Kostic, yeah. And then the next one, this is the old one, 2007-8. Glad back to Bayern. Never even heard of this guy, to be honest. 12 mil. <laughs> then plays Hamburg. Now he's at Hamburg. Oh, he's retired now. 2015, he finished. He's still at Hamburg. You should know him, right? He's on the staff somewhere. Oh, <laughs> Robert should know more than me. Um, oh, what's his name? Oh, yeah, Jesus. Jeez, he's got black hair. I can see him, I can picture him. <laughs> he does have black hair. Um, yeah, he plays for like half past third team in the Oberliga. I don't know if he's George's one to watch, maybe in Oberliga. <laughs> <Hamburg. Yeah. laughs> that's what I was going to say. That, that, that's the next week. <laughs> oh, what's his name? He was a left back when he played. Oh, put me out of my misery. Um... Wait, well, left back. <laughs> Marcel Janssen. Oh. oh. Final one is another left back okay, from Hamburg to Zenit St. Petersburg. In oh, yeah, Santos. Yeah, that's it. That's the top ten. Pavard, Modest, Werner, McKenney, Kabak, Podolski, Kostic, Janssen, Santos, and Rashica. That sounds easier when you see all the answers. That <laughs> <laughs> no, was a lot more difficult than I thought it would have been. Uh... <laughs> That's just a typical. Uh, that's just a typical German football podcast quiz where we realise we actually don't know anything, uh, which is great. <laughs> so keep listening, keep joining in to us every week. Uh, we really know so much about um, German football, but no, um, we'll, we'll we'll definitely see what's happened. Hopefully, by a good uh, weekend of football coming up. You know, it's Vital League, Drift League. I would say go watch it, but I don't know if you can. Um, just try and keep up to date as, as much as you can and all the, the Bundesliga social medias I'm sure George will be updating us at some point with something at the weekend if, if he's working I may, I may be wrong uh, but hopefully it'll be a good one uh, good to see you guys again um, all kitted out your Schalke gear and um, that top that George is wearing uh, which is lovely <laughs> uh, but so um, 
that was a good one, lads. We'll be back for season two. We'll see how it goes uh, for this season. Hopefully, by good year, and we'll see you again soon. Catch you later. Scotland have bounced back again.